Hello and welcome to TOEFOP. I'm Charlie Clawson. <laughs> I'm Will Anderson. I, I love that because you practice how to say hello and welcome to TOEFOP like about five times before we uh, went to air. That's... And then you went with a very much like World War Three has been declared. Hello and, and welcome to TOEFOP. Yeah. Here's, here's your information about the war. It was more what I was worried about is uh, I noticed the last couple of episodes our pe- no, here we go our peas mm-hmm. have been popping a lot and I was trying to avoid saying tofop, right. which I've just done then. Okay, <laughs> well, maybe we should have thought about that when we named the show. Yeah, maybe we could. Uh, it could be uh, tofo. Tofo. Yeah, like the pea could be silent, like pneumonia. Yeah, it could be that. Yeah, or tofo. Like, like mo money. Yeah, that's right. Hey, Tofo. It actually sounds tougher. <laughs> tofo. It's Tofo. 30-odd What's foot. What's up, oh. Tofo? It's kind of weird because we started calling it 30-odd foot of pod and that just that evaporated real quick. Like, I don't even... I, I get confused because I've registered some things, you know, domain names and stuff under 30-odd mm. foot of pod. And when I said it, I'm like, what? What does that mean? It's, it, we have we have changed into Tofop. Well, Tofop, uh, it was what I always imagined it would be anyway because it was based, of course, on Russell Crowe's band. Yes. 30-odd uh, foot of grunt. Uh, which he then changed to the ordinary fear of God, uh, but kept the Tofog t-shirts and merchandise. <laughs> well, and I like the idea that, merch. like you know, the Tofog can stand for anything. If people want to hit us up on our Facebook page or our website and they want to suggest other things <laughs> that Tofop could stand for, I would love to. We could read some of them out on the show. You're asking for trouble. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm asking for trouble. Do you find that... Or content. Because of the nature of this show, the, our banter and the way we interact, yep. that sometimes when you are contacted on Twitter, um, people approach you with the same level of um, familiarity. Right. What I mean is they insult you. Right. They're, they're like... <laughs> Have you, do you noticed that? Like, I have a few people, because, you know, we joke about my hands and yeah. stuff like that. I will pe- I'll get, like, people, you know, saying stuff from right, Facebook Right, so if you, if you have a typo or something on Twitter, they're like, oh, poor Charlie. Yeah. Trying to work a computer with his tiny hands. But it's kind of like... It's like, like you're my Oompa Loompa <laughs> that puts t- on this show and has to, like, type your messages with your tiny little fingers. It's not so much that. There have been a few Oompa Loompa jokes, but it's just more like the the way in which they... Uh, I mean, I guess I've noticed with, like, Kevin Smith fans that do the same thing, where it's because he swears a lot. Yeah. They wait, the way they interact with him is like, hey, fuckhead, <laughs> you know. And it's kind of, I just wonder, like, is that the kind of, if I met these people in person, I'm wondering, like, you know, is that the way they would that they would talk to me, in, in like, face-to-face? Or do you think it's more like keyboard heroes? Uh, I would imagine that if Samuel L. Jackson probably hears the term motherfucker more than other any other human. Like, because if you met Samuel L. Jackson, you would, like, say motherfucker would at you? some stage. Yeah. No. Definitely. No. And, and I would certainly reference snakes on a plane whenever I could. <laughs> I'd be like, get these motherfucking out of the other people out of this motherfucking studio. It doesn't matter what it is. I would definitely say that. But would you? Not really. I, no, no. I mean, because I, I would always... Because you're scared of Samuel Jackson. I'm not scared of Samuel Jackson, person. I'd scared well, of his are. daughter. <laughs> oh, is she, isn't she, is she a porn star or a boxer? No, that's... Or a porn star boxer? No, Lawrence Fishburne's daughter is, is a porn, porn star. Oh, that, Mon- was bit, that was a bit racist of me, wasn't it? <laughs> I wouldn't have, I it would was have, either Denzel Washington, Lawrence Fishburne, or Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why I threw him in there. That was a he'd bad he'd be happy with the shout out. You reckon? He's yeah, done, he's done all right. He'd be Michael Clark really? Duncan. Yeah. Well, he was how like much a, stuff? I reckon this will make his IMDb. Michael Clark, Oscar-nominated actor, Michael yeah. Clark Duncan. Do you yeah. think he would be upset with his career? Well, I'm just saying that. Like, how much stuff has he done since then? He did Daredevil. Yeah. <laughs> So how much stuff has he done since Daredevil uh, 10 years ago? I'm sure he's done lots of stuff. This is my point, that he had like a, obviously a moment in the sun where yeah. he, but I don't know if he's like, I don't see him all the time and stuff, but I don't go, oh, 
Oh, I'm so fucking sick of seeing Michael Clark Duncan and Natalie Portman in things. But, I mean, he's had more than most. Oh, I'm not saying that if you're Michael Clark you Duncan, you wouldn't be happy that at some stage your life was good. I'm just saying that if you were Michael Clark Duncan and you got a shout-out 10 years on from anyone remembering who you were, you'd be wrapped. I don't you'd know. You'd be wrapped for the mention. I don't reckon. If someone said, hey, I was just you know, going through iTunes and I heard this weird Australian podcast and these mm. two idiots did a shout-out to you, I don't think he would be clamouring to find out who those people were and what they said. Maybe it would be. Maybe it's been, like, if it's been 10 years since anyone paid you any attention, maybe you'd be like, I got a hit. Maybe he's got his media monitors, his publicist is going, hang on, we're getting a Michael Clark Duncan spike. Because people, the other thing is, people might listen to this and they might be like, who's Michael Clark Duncan? I am interested in finding out about him and they might pop down to the local DVD shop, they might investigate on Wikipedia, suddenly there's a bit of a Michael Clark Duncan buzz. (laughs) You know, MCD. <laughs> That's right. Suddenly, there's like a yeah, an MCD resurgence. You know, well, he. I reckon he could like the way Tarantino, you know, revives people's careers. Mm. Like the next Tarantino could probably come along and revive him because that's all mm. Tarantino did was find actors who had a brief moment in the sun. Yeah, and then who were good? Who were good and dust, yeah. dusted them off and said, "Hey." Yeah, I think said cheap. that. I didn't really like Green Mile. I didn't dig that film. Did you like? Were you a Green Mile fan? Ah. <sighs> uh, Okay, it had a lot of ingredients that I would like. Mm, Stephen King. It was Stephen King, uh, Frank Darabont. Yeah. Uh, who you know, obviously Shawshank is uh, you know just an amazing, amazing film, and it was set in prison. And you know how fascinated <laughs> I am by prison. So it would have been a time travel film. Enough, yeah, there wasn't enough time travel, and there wasn't enough prison rape. <laughs> but apart from that, I really enjoyed that film. Was there prison rape? There I was. There, there was. I bet there, there was. wasn't Shawshank. Yeah. Oh the, man. The sisters. Yeah, that was, that was scary. <laughs> that wasn't the fun-loving prison rape I enjoy in my prison films. Didn't they make a film, um, Will Arnett and uh, that guy from Saturday Night Live? They made a film that was all about prison rape. I know we've talked about the Rob Schneider one, but it's called Let's Go to Prison or something like that. Right. It just it, so there's another prison rape film. Yeah, it came out last year and it got buried really quick. Really? Funnily enough, the is it like public, when, like you know, um, they they make a Robin Hood film and you suddenly realise there's two studios yeah, working yeah. on a Robin Hood film? There's like one studio and they answer the phone. And they're like, uh huh, uh huh. Oh, hey guys, uh, I just want to let you know there is another prison rape film <laughs> in you, production on, right now. That? Okay, that sounds better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Charlie and I are just realising why that radio stations tend to do their like broadcasts in soundproof rooms <laughs> and we're doing ours with a massive window open. <laughs> I do I do occasionally forget that we're in LA and then you'll hear like a chopper go past and it always makes me think of that Ice Cube music video, Today Was a Good Day. Because you didn't have to use your AK. Yeah. Every day that I uh, live in LA and it's been nearly four months now and I have not had to use my AK. Yeah. I, I have I've been pretty happy about that. Well, with my although technically I, I bought some weed that had the brand AK forty seven, so a couple of times in those four months I have indeed used my AK. AK, and they were good days. I'm just happy when my page is blowing up. Yeah, <laughs> and then when I drive past Fat Burger, <laughs> well, you do see Fat Burger quite a bit around here. Yeah, the franchise. How good? I mean, you don't eat meat anymore, but how no. good is this country for like getting fat for cheap? Yeah. Like, seriously, it's like, I just don't even understand. I think that many of the uh, fast food uh, industries over here are not-for-profit businesses because it's like, we'll give you 50 cents if you eat a bucket of our food. It's amazing. Like, and, and it's not only that, but it's the, it's the way they, they take two ingredients that you wouldn't have thought have gone together. And it's yeah. like, 
broccoli, sugar, yeah. and chili. Yeah. <laughs> Donut pizza. Yeah, it's what? amazing. <laughs> I was at, um, there's this place called the Saddle Ranch, which is like a, pl- a sports bar, basically. And I was there watching uh, the American football. And it's a sort of place. What did you call, do they call that? They just call it football, don't they? I guess so. Gridiron. No one uses that term anymore. Not what, here. What, what, what is gridiron? Like we use it in the colonies. Is that right? Yeah. So where? Why did? Why didn't we just call it football? Why because we, we had football. Didn't we call ours rugby? Like I'm talking pre AFL. But, but but this is what I mean. Like we had like we had our own footballs. Yeah, yeah. So they all had to have their own names because yeah. we had Australian rules. But where football, does gridiron come from? They run in a grid. Do they? There's definitely a grid. It's all about getting across certain amounts of like you know lines. Grid iron. Yeah. So what's the iron part? Um, they had to iron their uniforms. <laughs> so before every match, back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before you know modern day fabrics were, it would have been cotton. And if, if you wash cotton after the game, that's going to get all crinkly. So you would definitely have to iron. So uh, the two basic tenets of the game were that it was played on a grid, and you had to iron your uniforms. Hence yeah, the right. name grid iron. Yeah. yeah. Um, they so I was watching the gridiron yeah. <laughs> in this sports bar, the Saddle Ranch, uh, yeah. uh, named because it was a ranch and uh, it was decorated with saddles. And they have a bucking bronco in the middle of the bar, like one of those mechanical bulls. Yeah. And uh, girls uh, were getting on it and like you know, just being thrown around the bucking bronco. And I said to my friends, I said, "Oh, what do they win?" And they went nothing. And I was like, "Are you serious?" He goes, oh, no, they just get up there for the thrill of, like, having their boobs jiggle in front of everybody. And I was like, this is the greatest country of all. Yeah. Still, fuck you, China. This is still, no- America's still number one. Like, in Australia, you'd at least have to offer, like, you know, a drink card or whatever to get yeah. girls to do that. Over here, it's just like, I'm There's one look. thing Americans aren't lacking in is enthusiasm. I mean, culturally, coming from Australia, where everything, you know, everyone keeps everything under their hat to come to this country, where everyone's so excited. Even if it's bullshit, it's kind of nice bullshit. Yeah, I, I remember being told by like managers and agents, they said, oh, uh, you'll just go to all these meetings and uh, you'll spend all this time and people will be in the meetings and they'll be like telling you how good you are. And I was like, sounds awesome. <laughs> what do I have to be aware of? <laughs> that's, like, that's like the best. And then, and then you're going to go to this club where all the women are not wearing many clothes and they take them off, but you don't have to give them money. Okay, so what is the flaw? <laughs> What's the catch? What is the flaw with this? So um, we, I was at the Saddle Ranch and I ordered some sweet potato fries. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I'm listening. I'm just trying to get this fucking power plug into my computer. <laughs> it did seem like you were distracted. Yeah. So I went to the Saddle Ranch and I ordered some sweet potato fries. Yeah. Because they're already sweeter than potato fries. Yeah. Right? Well, and that's the other thing too is what's with the sweetness in everything? Like the bread is sweetened. The milk is sweetened. I mm. bought um, soy milk the other day and it was vanilla sweetened yeah. soy milk. It tasted better than like... You know, like a Wendy's milkshake. It was yeah, so what Justin said it to me. He goes, "What? What's with the coffee here? The soy like lattes." He goes, "Why are they so delicious?" And I said, "Because it's vanilla soy." Yeah, like essentially, you're drinking a thick shake. <laughs> well, it's like this cereal you bought. Mm. You bought it was like special K like granola yep. or something. Mm-hmm. And I was saying to you today, it's essentially like they just got a box of Anzac biscuits and just crushed them up. And just crushed them up. That's cereal. Yeah, and we can't get people to eat cereal. What if we mashed cookies? <laughs> Could we mash cookies? And then just put them in a box? I mean, oh, yeah, I'll eat that. In what universe is putting marshmallows in with cereal? Like, how does that qualify as nutrition? Oh, and we've noticed it with the trail mix. Like, I am addicted to eating trail mix because I'm, I'm writing my show at the moment, so I need a snack while I'm... And when you say trail mix, for our Australian listeners, yeah. you're used to trail mix being a mix of, like, sunflower seeds, nuts... Raisins, you know. Gross stuff that you would never want to eat. Yeah. And that's the reason I don't eat trial mix when I'm in Australia. 
But when I'm in America, it's basically just Smarties. M&Ms with a... <laughs> It's a packet of M&M's that somebody has chucked one raisin and one nut in. And so you can kind of make... You, well, I'm just eating trail mix. Yeah, no, you're not. You're eating M&M's. <laughs> you're eating M&M's and two of them didn't get chocolate shells. That is all that has happened. So Saddle uh, Ranch. I've gone to the Saddle Ranch. I've ordered the sweet potato fries. And uh, there's already like bottomless mimosas and these big towers of beer. So it's already not a you know high health environment. But I've gone to eat the sweet potato fry, and it was so sweet, I actually think I started having a heart attack. Yeah. While I was eating one fry, my heart stopped. It just said, I can't do this anymore, right? And it, it was I'd had the same feeling eating breakfast cereal. I got this cinnamon toast crunch stuff, and there was a point where I'd eaten so much of it because it was so delicious that my head got this, like, headache that I actually saw into the future. Like, that's that's how good a headache it was. And I had this same experience. So my head is kind of aching and my heart is, like, just palpitating. And uh, wow, are you writing lyrics for, like, Britney Spears? My head is aching and my heart is palpitating. Sweet potato fries. <laughs> <laughs> um... So I've got them and I'm like, they're so sweet. And I'm like, what is going on with this, right? What the fuck is going on with this? And they said, oh, they're coated in marshmallow. Hang on, but are sweet they potato fries as a savory or as a dessert? As a savory. I don't get that. No. It doesn't make any sense. No. Marshmallow clearly falls into the dessert category. Dude. So you can have much. I smoke a lot of weed, and even I didn't find that delicious. <laughs> so conceivably, you could start your day with marshmallows mm. in your Lucky Charms cereal yep. and finish with your uh, uh, marshmallow dip potato skin, potato uh, sweet potato fries. Yeah, they love marshmallow in this country. Wow. Like, you know, I went to Thanksgiving dinner uh, with some people, and they had a traditional, and they had like candied yams or whatever they are, which is just like fucking vegetables with marshmallow on the fucking top of it. Candy Melted game. fucking marshmallow on your roast. It's, I guess it just becomes like a sugar glaze, which is done, you know, with like duck à l'orange. It doesn't, though. It, it's like fucking putting icing on top of a cake. <laughs> it like, if it was done as a little like a, a glaze, you'd be like, oh, well, it's, it's like a glaze. Yeah. But essentially, it's just like we got a so bag of... marshmallow. We got a bag of marshmallow and a couple of fucking potatoes and made a meal out of it. Wow. Like it just... And peanut butter. You cannot oh. buy anything in this country that doesn't have peanut butter. You buy an apple, they've replaced the core with fucking peanut butter. Yeah, I kind of dig that, though. I, I would never have made the link between chocolate and peanut butter if I hadn't come here. I fucking love peanut butter, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I had this chocolate the other day that had salt on it. That's the big thing over here. They do yeah. chocolate and salt. Oh, like yeah. my two favourite things together. And when you taste it, you're like, why has Kevin. no one ever thought of this before? Yeah, well, I'll tell you why. Because they thought of it, they ate a few, and then they died. Because you're eating chocolate and salt. Yeah. I mean, I, I I've fallen in love with the pretzel M and M's over here. I thought, like, I didn't. I was at first, the first couple of bites. I'm like, this doesn't, you know, it feels weird. It's kind yeah. of like that scene in the Abyss where they put that mouse in the in the fluid, the oxygenated fluid, so it can learn to breathe, and the uh-huh. mouse freaks out for the first couple of breaths, and then yeah. it's like, oh wait a minute, no, I can do this. That's what happened. I had the pretzel M and I'm like, wait, wait, this is weird, and it's like, yeah. no, salt. Chocolate, good, good. And so it, what it reminds me of is when I go to the movies, one of my great indulgences is I like to get like Maltesers and a box of popcorn 
and I'll eat a mouthful of Maltesers so my mouth gets all chocolatey and then I'll shovel in a handful of popcorn and it's like I'm eating chocolate-covered popcorn. So you get like the buttery salt and then the sweet chocolate. It's fucking awesome. That is actually awesome. Mm. <laughs> like, that sounds really good. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see you on MasterChef with recipes like that. Um, but it requires no cooking. It just requires you to masticate a lot. Masticating? Yeah. Right. You like that? Okay. I did like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can't get arrested for masticating at the movies. <laughs> That's what happened to Pee Wee Herman, I believe. He was like, I was just trying to enjoy Maltesers and popcorn. And then Charlie said I had to masticate. Unfortunately, well, that's not what that means. Unfortunately, he had a hole cut in the bottom of his popcorn when he was masticating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what you would be like as anaphylactic in this country. Like, that's, uh, that's nuts. Allergic yeah. to nuts, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you just couldn't... Anaphylactic is a... It's a confusing name. There's no hint of what that refers to in the term anaphylactic. Right. Okay, so it should have, what, nuts in it? Yeah, nutaphylactic or something. Yeah, all right. He's he's nuts. He's 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 a nutbag. He's nutophobic. Yeah, he's a nutter. He's a nutter. He's a nutter would be better. Anaphylactic. Break it down. Where's it from, Will? Uh, Give me a Latin uh, derivation. Oh, well, um, it's Anna, uh, named after the woman who discovered it. (laughs) <laughs> whose name was Anna. And Phil, Anna and Phil. Yeah. And she was breastfeeding at the time, so she was lactating. Yeah. Anna, Phil, lactic. And, and they discovered it in the attic. So Anaphylatic. <laughs> which, when you get it passed down through... But the weird thing was that Anna, unfortunately, um, not only was allergic to nuts, but they made her tongue swell up uh, so that when she tried to say anaphylactic... Uh, sorry, Anna... Oh, you Anna, fucked Anna, Anna and Phil, Phil in the lactates attic. in the attic. <laughs> I think you had it better when I just said Anna and Phil lactate. Yeah, I know. Anaphylactic. I know. I went too far. (laughs) Like the Americans and their food. They took the sweet potato fries, which are delicious, and the marshmallow, which is delicious. (laughs) They just did not need to be combined together. But in this country, I'm going to go home. I won't be able to go through, go near anaphylactic kids. Because I've eaten so many (laughs) fucking peanuts and so much peanut butter that it'll be like six months. You know how like... Yeah, THC stays in your body for three months or something. Yeah. I will ha- I will contain traces of nuts for the next six fucking months. <laughs> I'll, I'll actually, on the way home, have to just eat those packets of peanuts on the plane just so that I'm like, you know, I, I don't go cold, cold turkey. turkey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you want to ease yourself out of it? Mm. It'll be hard to get the neighbor's kids to come around and lick you if they're anaphylactic. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if you're a pedophile and that's how you got caught. Yeah. <laughs> like you you've been getting away with it for ages. <laughs> Then finally, one of the kids is starting to swell up. I'll tell you what. They're, saying, they're saying to the parents, do any of your, uh, your neighbours or relatives contain traces of nuts? It's like Uncle Will's been around a fair bit. <laughs> Just going back from the States. Um, the other thing that I've become addicted to that I won't be able to get back home uh, is Diet Dr. Pepper. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Will has been guzzling that shit like it's water. It is the most fucking delicious drink uh, on the planet. I think it tastes like Denka Rub. Mixed with cherry cola, it's horrible. Well, you know what the thing is. What is, what is it has a hundred different flavors. Is that it's that's its thing, right? Hundred different flavors. So two of them could be cherry cola and denkara. So it's so the, you might just be picking up those two flavors. It's the schizophrenic of soft drinks. Yeah, you can't. I, 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 what I like about it is like it's like a mystery in your mouth. It's like the lost of soft drinks. No, no you know what like, I mean? Like, I I find it intriguing and delicious and refreshing, but I also, like, I'm just like, I don't know what it is. Yeah, we know what it's more like. It's like the Freddy Krueger of soft drinks. It's the bastard son of a thousand maniacs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, it is. So why'd they call it Dr. Pepper if it's like, I wouldn't, I mean, that doesn't market it nearly. I mean, it's only identifying one ingredient. Mm. Like, that's a bit silly. Right. I mean, that's like having a smorgasbord, but calling it like pie shop. I think, though, it's named after Dr. Pepper, the guy who oh, really? invented it. Okay, yeah. I'll take that back. I'm sorry, Dr. Pepper. I don't know if that's true. Is he related? But I assume to... Do- related to Dr. Dre. Is that what you're no. going to say? <laughs> no. <laughs> they, they both they went through med school together, Dr. Pepper and Dr. Dre. I was going to say Sergeant Pepper, which would have been a lot more logical than oh, yeah. <laughs> doctors being related. Be good if that, like everybody in that family, had got a job that got them a title. Yeah, Dr. Pepper. There was uh, Professor Pepper. Yeah, Dr. Pepper, Sergeant yeah. Pepper, High Court Judge Pepper. There's Barry Pepper from. Um, Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> salt and Pepper. Uh, yes, Salt and Pepper. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, there's no other famous peppers. Oh, yeah. Do you remember? Actually, is this, I can't remember. This might not be right. When Wham were around, yeah. and they had the two backup singers, yeah. and there was the dark girl and the blonde girl. Yeah. Bam and Thank You, Ma'am. No, no. I think one of their names was Pepper. Am I with Salt? No. Pepsi and Sugar? Milk and something. It was like two things that go together. <laughs> one's like light and one's dark. I'm pretty sure. If there's any Wham fans milk out there. Milk and something. No, it's like, it's like, it was like, like uh, milk and coffee or like chocolate and light chocolate or <laughs> salt and pepper. Or I think it was like, it might have been Pepsi and lemonade. <laughs> no, I am. Look, I know this sounds insane, but I'm pretty sure the two backup singers from Wham had names relating to one being a white girl and one being a black girl. And it was like... Yeah, it was like um, licorice and milk bottle or <laughs> something. I'm pretty sure. Um, it's something also that has been happening since uh, you have been here is that you have been walking into walls. How, how's that? I have. Been, how's that been going for you? It's really fucking um, annoying. They, they have in the, the, the apartment building where we're staying. They have uh, on the bottom floor full-length mirrors that go from the ground, obviously, to the roof. And they're quite wide. And they, as there's a few of them down the hallway. It's to protect the building from vampires. I guess so. It, I guess it's to... No, honestly, I think it's obviously to create an idea of there's more space. You yeah. know, you, you put mirrors in a hallway. problem for me is that uh, <laughs> I keep walking into them thinking they're doorways. <laughs> and so I've, done it, I've done it three or four times yeah. where I have walked like... And gen- generally, I'm like on my phone or my iPod or whatever like that. I'm not paying too much attention. But... It's really embarrassing because the first thing, a split second before I hit the mirror, I'm like, oh, who's this guy? Oh, <laughs> like and I'm apologizing to my reflection about half a second before I walk into it. Uh, yeah, I would have thought that seeing you come towards you would be the giveaway. <laughs> yeah. Like I've been living in this it's building like, for hey, four no. times out, as long as you've been here and I've not run into yeah, those walls but, once. No, but it's not like the mirror is set at the end of the hallway so I have like 30 meters to see myself coming going, hey, who's that guy? Who's that guy? Mm. Oh, bang. Like... <laughs> They are on the sides of the walls, and what happens? They're normally coming out of the gym, and I, instead of and I'll and I'll take a right and walk into a mirror. I'm part budgery guy, very clearly. I uh, had to go to the chiropractor uh, this morning because uh, I've been getting some uh, work done on my back, and, and this uh, is the back injury that has given you your medical marijuana card. So yeah. for anyone who's thinking that fucking wheels full of shit, and you know. Just a ruse. You, gen- you genuinely have back problems. Yeah, well, hip, more hip problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Like a like a like a crossbred dog. Yeah, you have bad <laughs> hips. That's right. And you should be put down. <laughs> <laughs> that's, if I was a racehorse, they would take me behind a curtain and shoot me. Because about five years ago, I really like uh, dislocated both my hips really badly to the point where uh, for six weeks I I couldn't if I got in a car to have to go places. 
I had to um, uh, lay flat down in the car and they would like then seatbelt strap me in like I was in an electric chair or something and that's how I got around and I couldn't sleep and I was on these amazing like morphine tablets because it was the only thing that would stop this pain I was in and it's the only time in my life that I've been like because I've never tried heroin and like because I just don't hear that many good things about it yeah surprisingly (laughs) just it just you, you are always short of a tram fare to Werribee to pick up your kids. That's right. If you're addicted to heroin, in yeah. my experience. But you know where all the payphones around major cities are. Yeah. And I, I just have never seen the appeal of it, so I never tried it, even in my experimental phase. And um, But I had these uh, these morphine pills. Yeah. And I suddenly understood it because you go from, like, this excruciating pain to this, like... I went to a... You know how much I hate vomit. Like, I, I'm i a sympathetic vomiter. Like, when I hear or see people vomit, like on the television or in public or whatever, yeah. I I have to turn away or I'll go myself. Yeah, yeah. I vomited when I took these morphine things. And, and as soon as I'd vomited, I was just back. I was happy as Larry. It's like, I just vomited. How good is that? Yeah, right. How good is it not to have food in you? Let's take one more food. Like, it was... The morphine made you vomit. Mm. So what does it does it come on? How long does it take to come on? Not very long. Right. And then it, then you're fucked. And are you able to function? Or it's like, no, this, I just need to lie in bed. Oh, I couldn't. Yeah. But I couldn't function anyway because I was in so much pain from my back. Yeah. And so, so it's been an ongoing thing for about like five years and it's never got better. So I've sort of kind of been living with a, a low level of chronic pain for that time. But like, you know, manageable. Not like, yeah. it hasn't stopped me from being able to like, you know. And they do exercise or, or get about or anything like that. Or do a stand-up tour for six months. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. But I'll tell you what, there's some nights when I'm standing up where I'm like, oh, me aching hip. I'm trying to look young and hip with my fancy haircut and my skinny jeans, but my hip aches. I wish I could just sit in my tracksuit pants on a chair like Bill Cosby does. <laughs> um, and, but I have not slept. Like, you know, for that time, I just cannot sleep more than about four hours a night in bed because if I roll over, the hip starts to hurt and I yeah. just can't. I just can't sleep. So I've been trying to get as much... I've, I've been doing a lot of work at the gym to try to rebuild the muscles around it and stuff like that. And yeah. I've been going to this chiropractor dude who's meant to be great, but I, I don't know. Have you ever been to a chiropractor? Yeah. Um, I, I had Because I had a really bad back when I was a teenager. Uh, like I, I've got a slight... I think most people have a slight scoliosis and mine was just causing me you know, a lot of back pain. And at the time, um, the first person I went and saw was... Uh, like the number one adolescent spine specialist in Victoria right. who was about 97 years old right. and he examined me and put me in a back brace. <laughs> like <laughs> it was one step short from Dr. Wishbones, like feed him some castor oil before midnight and then put some leeches on him. Was it one of those things because he was 97? Had he not just updated his technique since Well, then? it felt like that because it was... Throw him in the river yeah. and if he floats... <laughs> Burn him. <laughs> so I had, I mean, and this was like a full-on back brace that had like metal spines and the idea was it was meant to correct the growth of my yeah. spine because I was still 16. So six months of that, I didn't do anything. And then I went and saw a chiropractor and I was fixed within like three sessions. But the amazing thing about the chiropractor thing that I was just like, whoa, there's some weird mojo going on was the things like the magnets and stuff like that. Yeah. And like, you know, they would, where they get you to resist, like push back against, you know, they'll hold your foot up and I'll say push back against. And then they'll get you to move your hand like further and further down your spine and your leg gets weaker and weaker. Like it's all this weird kind of, you know, I'm sure it's science or whatever, but... 
magnets and stuff? I'm not sure it is science. That's a problem. It's one of those ones that's an in-betweener. Well, like, do- the physios and doctors tend yeah. to be very snooty yeah. about, about your chiropractors, chiropractor. don't they? I, I, I'd never been to a really good one. This guy's meant to be really good. Like, the one that I went to uh, when I was young was, like, a real country... You know, and in the country because you get a job in the city. <laughs> Chiropractor slash butcher. <laughs> totally. Slash like post. Ooh. Yeah. Shit. Didn't even have proper magnets. Like, he just had to use fridge magnets. <laughs> like, so your body be covered in, like, you know, a real estate calendars and stuff like that. So I didn't imagine the magnets. You use magnets in your therapy? Uh, yeah, well, magnets are a well-known uh, thing for for muscle and uh, your body things. So yeah, you can buy those. Like, you know, for old people, for people with arthritis and stuff, you can buy those magnet pillows and, and magnet... I, like, thought, I thought they were all bullshit, though. Well, Charlie, next you'll be telling me that those power sports bands that you wear on your wrists are bullshit, that coconut water is bullshit, and that Scientology is bullshit. <laughs> These are just not areas that we need to get into. <laughs> Oh, no. You don't go to LA and bag out Scientologists, Will. We're fucked. I was on the Scientology side then, Charlie. I was defending them. I knew you were just going to a slippery slope. Uh, um, So it's one of those things where um, I'm not really sure what's... ah, Just before we get onto that, you just reminded me of, like, you know, your doctor with the back brace. I had a dentist in the country who... I've got fangs. And and I probably should have got like you know braces or like a um, like a bridge or something, and then I'd have nice teeth now, whereas I still have a little yeah right. little fang. They're kind of hot right now, you yeah, know, with the say. vampire thing. In fact, I'd, I'd if like you get some, some more body fangs. body glitter, you'll yeah. be like call yourself Edward. <laughs> That's right. You well, got the right. You got the right hair for it. <laughs> I I could go up uh, to um, uh, Weston Stewart. No, Robert Pattinson. I wasn't. No, I was the guy. Who's the guy I love? I don't know. <laughs> his, his name, we've talked about him on here before. He okay. goes to the gym with me. Oh, um, from True Blood, Alexander Skarsgård. Ah, I could go up to Alexander Skarsgård at the gym and just like flash him my fangs and I'm see sure, if it works. I'm sure lots of fucking goths do that. You know, those crazy goths who get those fucking, you know, the, the fake Oh, they get fangs. them chiseled in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a commitment. Yeah. It's like that guy, the Enigma, uh, you know, from Jim Rose Circus who had the horns. Yeah, it's just a it's, it's it's a tough decision to go back from. Well, you're not going to get a nine to five job no. when you decide to get horns implanted. In well, unless you can wear a hat. Well, even so, mm. he was well, he was also few. he was also tattooed blue, so that <laughs> that would have been a problem. But he could have done a costume job. Yeah. For all you knew, like uh, Enigma could have been B two in the bananas in pajamas, and you never would have known. Yeah, I mean that's just a gig, you know. That anyone can do. That anyone can do. So what happened with your dentist? Oh, so uh, my mum and dad were like, well, does he need braces or a bridge or something? And he said, no, what he should do is just when he's sitting watching TV or whatever, just get his thumbs and push them in. What? (laughs) And hold them every night and they'll grow back in. You know what, though? Having said that, my father, who was a dentist, also used to say much the same thing. He used to say, because I never wore braces either. But, you know, I had sort of teeth that were a bit uneven. And I remember him saying that if you just push against them at night, they'll go into place. So I don't think that is entirely, like, bad advice. Right. But that is pretty fucking piss-weak braces. Well, they're just like, look, uh, you can't have braces, but you can use your thumbs. But your arch looks fine. You don't look like your teeth aren't misshapen and it's not causing any problem. That's probably why. You're probably not quite bad enough for braces. Yeah. And not quite, you know. (laughs) But I was good good enough enough for my own thumbs. Yeah. I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's bad advice. Well, so I've had to go to this uh, chiropractor who who's, was highly recommended and he's meant to be a real guru. 
but he's he, he doesn't give me a lot of information. So, I, like I about what he's doing. Yeah, he's just like take your pants off, uh, bend over. <laughs> Don't squeal, don't cry, don't tell anyone. <laughs> don't sign these forms. Just inhale this chloroform cloth. <laughs> you wake up in the morning covered in fucking lipstick with bitch scrawled across your chest. I'm like, but I Santa slept Monica for eight Bowl. hours. So, you know. My back feels better. Yeah. Is your back feeling better or is this just do you need to have chloroform before bed every night? Either way, as he, long as I get a good night's he's sleep. He's unconventional, but he works. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Anderson, you're pregnant. <laughs> Somehow I became the first man impregnated by another man. But you know what? My back doesn't feel that bad anymore. Um, well, he, uh, he, so he'll say to me, he goes, so how are you feeling? And I'm like, aren't you meant to tell me how I'm feeling? Like, how's your progress? I don't know. How is my progress? I'm coming here every week and I'm paying you heaps of money. You tell me. Has he given you a time frame about you'll be up and about and blah, blah, blah? Or are you too far gone for that kind of prognosis? Oh, there is a, a lot of, like, I, it's very, like, at, at one stage I was going twice a week and I've gone back to once a week. But I made that transition, mm. not him. Yeah. I think he would, I think he'd be happy if I came in every day. Of course he fucking yeah. would. I think I'd be happy if I hung around. But that is the kind of. <laughs> Just every two hours. That is. I'm back. That's, give me another crack. That's the kind of, um. Uh, that's why doctors and physiotherapists take the piss out of chiropractors, isn't it? Because it's like, well, look, they make you feel better for the two yeah. days when you walk out, but then you go, it's like going to a dodgy mechanic. Yeah. He's cheap, but you're going to have to keep fixing your car up again and again and again. Yeah. And I think there's an, there's definitely an element of that. And do you feel like better within the two days that you get your back cracked? And Yeah. One day he didn't crack me though. Ugh. I don't think it's a fucking visit to the chiro if you don't get like Some snap, crack. snap crackle and pop. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to get a rub and tug. And so what not. does it involve? Like, what's he doing? Just manipulating your hips. Mm. Yeah. So, well, okay. So firstly, I go in uh, in the morning and uh, I, I lay on a waterbed. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a chiropractor, Will. <laughs> no, it's like a... Um, Where's uh, his office? Above a garage. <laughs> There's a handwritten sign that says chiropractor written K-I-R-O. <laughs> Look, it seems pretty reputable. There's a whole lot of guys there. They've all got their own locker and their own towel. So it seems fun. Now, um, uh, so it's like a the bottom half is not sort of uh, a water bed. It's just a normal sort of physio bed. But the top half is like a water bed. When like you say a wave. bottom half and top half, like, it's a, like you're leaning up against a... No, imagine a massage table, right? You're yeah, lying yeah. on like a physio massage table, a massage okay, so table half or whatever. Half of it's made of water. Yeah. And half of it's, and half of it's just, just like a cushion, bed. Right. So you like... Lay on it, and it, you know it, it's it's got a churning motion, so you get a sort of like it massages you. It's like a water massager. Yeah, right. Yeah, so I lay on that for about twenty minutes, which I guess is just to like warm up my my back and my my hips and whatever. Yeah. And then I take my shirt off. Is that okay? Why aren't you taking your shirt off at the start? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like there's other people in the room sometimes okay because there's three different like bits of equipment right in that room so yeah, sometimes yeah. like I have taken my shirt off or I'm lying on the table with my shirt off and then some woman will come in to get on the wow. table next to me and does I find take, does she take her shirt off <laughs> it's like yeah we all have to take our shirt off <laughs> you're like hey lady yeah uh, I've got my shirt off it's off <laughs> Um, so, so I lie down on the table and then he puts the electrodes up your ass. (laughs) 
I'm going to Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> I've got to be honest with you, it's not a chiropractor. Right. I've been remanded by the American government. They think I have secrets and I am going to give them away. <laughs> I think that all the time when I'm having a massage. Uh, I always think, because I, like it hurts. Yeah. And there are times when I'm having a massage where like he's doing something and I'm like about to cry out in like, you know, sheer pain. And all I think in those moments is I would be the worst hostage. Yeah. Like worst. Yeah. Like I would just fucking tell them secrets. I would make up secrets. I would dob in everyone I fucking knew and loved. Yeah. Just to just stop them mucking about with my fucking hip. I'm the, yeah. You don't try and do that thing where you try and tough it out. Like I try. That's what, that's why I'm thinking of like torture. Like I actually go to this place in my head. This is the beautiful, relaxing massage I'm getting. The place I go to in my head is, imagine that you're a soldier. Imagine you are being tortured. See if you can guts it out. Like, I'm actually thinking that while he's massaging me. That's my head space. That's how much pain I'm in. Have you and, ever- and the whole time, I'm like, oh, one more minute. And I'm going to burst into tears. And, and I'm paying for everything. this. I'm paying a dude yeah. to make me feel but this isn't he, Hasn't he said to you, if this is hurting too much, let mm. me know? Or has, he, or has he said to you, if this fucking hurts, then it's doing the right thing? It, it hurts. Hurt. It hurts the minute I lay down. So it's like one of those things where I don't think it, it's it not, can't it's hurt. Not, it's, yeah, okay. So that's normal. It's meant yeah, to hurt. It's meant to hurt, right? So he puts these electrodes on me, anyway, on my back. And then he has this machine and he turns it up and he's like, tell me when it's too much, right? Okay. But you always, as soon as you say that's too much, you always hear a little hint of disappointment Yeah, yeah. in yeah. his voice like, Pussy. oh, really? Yeah. It's all you can fucking take? Yeah. They're hot and they kind of burn. Yeah. What's right? it doing twitching your muscles and shit? I guess so. Right, and then the table, so I'm lying face down now. So I've got these electrodes on my back and I'm half naked. And then the table, the bottom half of the, <laughs> the table. The nurse and the chiropractor are drawing their <laughs> dicks on your back and taking photos you can't see. The table starts wobbling up and down. So like, you so know, basically like... Pol- poltergeist. Yeah, I think it's meant to. Because <laughs> okay. it does it every week. It's not haunted. The first time it freaked me out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, You're like, every- call an exorcist. Every, your, t- your table is possessed and every time they came in it stopped no, um, uh, so I'm lying face down so the top half of me is like flat and it's got the electrodes on the back then the bottom half of the table just starts going down to the floor and back up again down to the floor and back up okay, again okay so it's working your hips yeah working my hips right yeah. so that happens for about 10 minutes yeah and um, then so the table's doing all the work it sounds like yeah Chiropractor doesn't do shit. No. Those doctors and physios are right. That's right. That's right. Anyone who could afford a waterbed <laughs> and some electrodes a, and a table. A transformer waterbed by the sounds of it. A yeah. fucking robot waterbed. So um, then he comes in and he adjusts me. So he does the... Okay. So the bed's all about the warm-up. Yeah. I'd like one of those in my bedroom. Mm. Like, you know, before I have sex with Gemma, I'd like the bed to sort of like get started on the foreplay. I'll be yeah. like... I'll be having 20 minutes. Just uh, let me know when I come do my thing. I'll, I'll just watch the end of On the Couch. Yeah. You get on the bed and start warming yourself bed, up. Bed stuck, cuddling, yeah. kissing, working your way down. Let me the know which is ready bed. to go. We could sell that. That would be idea. a great late night invention. The problem is, I think all the girls, once they realise that they can get the bed to get in the foreplay, you don't need the fucking boyfriend anymore. <laughs> I've just got the bed. I've got the bed. That way you can stretch it afterwards. Don't have to worry about that big fucking dumb oaf sleeping next to me. That is a good point. I, I think the beds are getting like that because, you know, now you can go and you can get a bed that, like, you get the, each side adjusted to. Yeah, someone's particular sleep style. Yeah. Sleeping side of your back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
So it's, it's like chocolate now. It's like getting to that point where some beds like, you know, are awesome. Like I, I, I can't afford a really good bed, but you know, like those ones. Do you have one? It's, there's one that's like made out of like a space material where it contours your body when you get into it. It's a bit like you know. I think it's made of that. It's same called thing. memory foam. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's fucking insane. That is the best sleep I've ever had is in memory foam. Is that your bed? The, the bed that I have in this apartment oh, really? right here is a memory foam bed. Is it the best? But you're not sleeping that well, you're saying. Well, I'm sleeping well for me. Yeah, right. Like, you know. Four hours. Yeah. Um, I've been a little bit better since I've been here. Like, the weed helps, but also the I think all this stuff that I've been, this treatment and stuff I've been getting has been helping. But, yeah, I've got the memory foam bed. I've never slept in one before. Memory it's awesome. foam. Isn't that what Batman's cape is made of in the Nolan? Also, that's what you feel like you're in a superhero. <laughs> yeah, in the Nolan universe. The memory, it's memory cloth. Yeah, oh, it's that's memory what, cloth. That's what Lucius explains yeah. when he shows him the cape. It's like memory cloth. Yeah. Yeah, with one electric charge, it becomes solid. Yeah. <laughs> like I buy that. That'll do. All I wanted was an explanation. That's how I felt when I watched Tron. Mm. I was like, I don't care what your farcical explanation for this is. But just explain. Just it. give us a fucking explanation. Yeah, yeah. How can he be eating real food in an entirely digital yeah. world? Where did that food come from? Yeah. Just fucking explain it. It doesn't have to be an actual scientific explanation. One line in the script explains this. I'm sure that if, this, if, if they're trying to put together the perfect like program, and that's the whole premise of the fucking thing, right? Mm. Is why? Why is there a nightclub? Yeah. Why? Well, programs need to let their hair down. No, he's trying to put together the perfect program. <laughs> and where did all those people go after that massive fight no, at the I start? Th- Have they all got houses out in the suburbs or something? I think the concept is that all the programs are, they're like, I mean, it's similar to the Matrix in that they are digital representations of users. That's right, yeah. Yeah, so I think that not every program, like you and I in the Tron world, like with our knowledge of computers and stuff, Mm. we would be the idiots at the fucking stadium watching the disc battles and then going to the nightclub and stuff because (laughs) we're essentially like low-level, you know, retards on the computers. But Bill Gates and Steve Jobs and um, Mark Zuckerberg and stuff would be living in the mountains, eating, you know, food and, 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 and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, look, I'm fine with whatever explanation. Just fucking explain well, something. There you go, I just explained it then. Yeah, but if they'd done that in the movie, it would have been a better movie, is my point. I don't care. And why was Tron only in it for fucking two minutes? The movie's called fucking Tron. He's not in it for Legacy. two minutes. He's the whole, the whole he's, he's not. He's the guy in the helmet. He's the myster- he was the mysterious yeah. hitman. He's, not, he's, he's, he's in the whole film. Fucking... Yes, he is. No, he's not. Every time you see, every time you see uh, Clue, which is the Jeff Bridges yeah. avatar, Tron is standing beside him wearing the helmet. Yeah, but he's not helmet. fucking doing anything. He's just He's killing around. people. And he's he fucking... got reprogrammed and turned into an assassin. I understand the premise. What was with that train that they caught up to the fucking hole? What was that transported? The train. You know that whatever that fucking transport that miraculously went exactly where they needed it to go. The solar sailor. took them up to... Yeah, what the fuck was that for? I don't know. Why was... Yeah, I know. <laughs> Why was there no... There's lots of films I don't understand, though. Yeah, hang on. You, oh, no, no. We've I... had this discussion before where I will question a film and you have said that you often just will let a film... If it, if it, if it takes you, then you'll, you'll just go with it. I'm totally with you on that. But this film... That's what I'm you. saying. But if they... I don't care what the explanation is. It could be the stupidest explanation of all time. Just explain something and then let the rest of the movie follow that explanation. Yeah. If, if, you know, if they say in Batman Begins, oh, he can do this because it's electrified memory cloth, I go, 
Fucking sweet. That's why it works. It's electrified memory cloth. I don't go, hang on, does electrified memory cloth actually fucking work? Like, is this just magnets and chiropractory? <laughs> like, I didn't have the issues that you had with China. Actually, but you know what? I had that. I had the benefit of having everyone I know hate it right. before I saw it. So I was expecting to go in and really, really dislike it. But I actually really dug it. I really enjoyed it. I mean, I don't know. I, I wish I wish I could help you exp- explain what things were, but I didn't question too much of that kind of stuff. We we went and saw it um, at uh, one of the big uh, movie theaters down on on Hollywood Boulevard, and it was like opening day or whatever. Yeah. And there's like a thousand people in this like theater. Yeah. Right. It has like a couple of levels. It's like a a beautiful old theater. Like you go and see a play, but it's a, it's a movie theater. And uh, we got a little bit stoned beforehand because yeah. we were going to see Tron at the movies yeah. in 3D. And at the start, they had this laser show. Yeah. Right, like for 15 minutes. This like, like amazing... A planetarium type laser show. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And it was brilliant. It was like, you know, like one of those commercial radio stations would have like Sky Show or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like, it was really fucking brilliant. It was like, you know, it was the sort of thing you'd see if Daft Punk were touring. Their yeah. light show would look like that. And we are just sitting there going, this is the greatest thing we have ever seen in our life. And a giant O came out of the stage and, like, you know, it looked like a fucking Stargate was so going to open. So was the premiere? Why was that such a big deal? Over They were having this apparently before the film. On every screening? On every screening. It was just part of the experience. Know. And it was so fucking cool. Yeah. And we were just like... This is going to be the best thing we've ever seen. And yeah. then the movie was shit compared yeah, to the laser you're really, shot. You're really setting. We filled up, up on the bread. Fall. Yeah, that's right. And we couldn't enjoy the meal. Yeah, mm. yeah. You shouldn't do that. You should make your light show better than your actual film. And you know what the other thing is? What Jeff Bridges, who I love, um, but did he at one stage say "radical dude"? Yeah, it's something about you bringing my vibe down or something yeah. like that. You're ruining my vibe. I totally dug it. I liked it. It was like Cyber Dude. Cyber the Dude. Yeah, I didn't like that because I felt like Tron was polluting up my good memories of other things. <laughs> and also, wow, um, that you know that face where he's young, which I thought was like they did amazingly well, but it just kind of made me think of like all those Hollywood actors who do kind of look like yeah, that. Yeah, like Nicole Kidman. Yeah, <laughs> like Meg Ryan or whatever. I was just like... <laughs> It doesn't look futuristic. It, he just looks like like a, a, like a but an that, actor at the Golden Globes. But Blokes. that's okay, isn't it? Because like he's meant Clue was meant to be a computer representation of Jeff Bridges. So you're like, well, fair enough. It's not meant to be exactly human. It's like what a computer thinks a human looks like. So. Who looked after the dog? That's my other issue. What dog? You know, uh, like the son had the the dog that he lived with at the yeah. apartment. But how long was he gone for? He was gone for fucking ages, wasn't he? Yeah, but you don't know. Maybe, oh, well, maybe in the computer com- world, it's computer like only world. minutes or something. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. There's an explanation. I think it was like three days or something. Well, still. But again, I just wouldn't have minded that. Oh, we've come, like, you know, that thing where you come back and you're like, like you see the clock at the start, you see the clock at the end, it, no time's passed. That yeah. would be a cool bit of the movie. Wow. Why can't you have that? Just put something cool in there. You just, you, I can't believe that you've been like you went to see Tron Legacy and you yeah. know what the basic concept of Tron is. And yeah. You come out of it wanting realism. No, I don't want realism. I don't care how completely farcical the story is. I just want an explanation for the farce that I'm like. I don't mind that if Alice yeah goes through the fucking door and she ends up in a Wonderland. That's fine. I get yeah. that. That you, a thing happened and you took a tablet and you got big and you got small and. You know, does it, ha- does it have to happen in the film? Like, if I send you an essay that some nerd has written on his blog explaining the physics 
of, of Tron Legacy, would that go some way to helping you, like, lessen some of your anger? No. <laughs> the film should have done it. The film, it's, it's the job of the film. Like, if someone comes and sees my stand-up show, I can't say, oh, look, I know I wasn't that funny, but there's this really funny blog where someone took most of the premises I talked about in the show and wrote actually good jokes about them, so my show was awesome, give me more money. I can't do that. Expanded you. I'm probably a little bit angry. Like, I shouldn't be so angry about Tron. Yeah, I'm really... I didn't even see Tron, the original Tron. Ah, right. Okay. Well, if it's in the original Tron, it maybe go... My expectations would have been a lot lower. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) The original... Because the original Tron was no classic. It's a cult classic. A cult classic means, you know, flawed. Flawed, but it has something in it that people like. In the same way as Showgirls is a cult classic. Yeah, totally. But I saw the original Tron as a kid and totally dug it. And so I actually, you know, I felt like I was going back to a bit of my my youth again. Mm. But if you go back and watch the original Tron, like, it's, it's really embarrassing. Like, it's so clunky and weird and... They haven't actually ironed out in the 20 years between the two films, they haven't ironed out any of those philosophical or logical questions that you've just asked there. Like, are they digital representations of human or are they actually human? You know, what are users, what are programs, all that kind of stuff. But I think it's it's just an excuse to have, like, you know, people in skin-tight lycra and, you know, laser bikes and... But you know what I think the problem I had with it as well was? I didn't even think the special effects were that good. Really? Like, I didn't think there was anything in it I didn't see in The Matrix. You know, like it didn't feel like... You know, sometimes when you see a special effects movie, yeah. you feel like it's gone to that next level. I think what it is... I thought with Tron, I was like, you know what? The Black Eyed Peas performance at halftime at the Super Bowl looked about as impressive yeah. as Tron. Yeah, I think, I think the Black Eyed Peas took a lot of their inspiration from Tron. It's oh, you know, like it definitely had a... Off. I think... Uh, no, I think... <laughs> what? The Black Eyed Peas yeah, being derivative? Off. Are you serious? Yeah. Don't be like Let's not talk about the Black Eyed Peas. I think Again. <laughs> <laughs> dedicated a good portion of one of the podcasts of Black Eyed Peas. I don't think yeah. they deserve any more airtime. Mm. Um, I want to make mention too, you said something today, and we haven't actually approached this in like 24 episodes, but our theme music. <laughs> yeah, the, the music that plays at the start. Justin Hamilton um, mm. uh, has been catching up on some TOFO. don't know why he's been listening to all of them. TOFO. I can't believe he isn't already up to date. But he, uh, he was saying how much he liked the music. Mm. Um, and it was composed by a friend of mine, Aunt James, who's a DJ uh, for the, the dance act Big Love. Um, and my brief to him was <laughs> I wanted something that sounded like I the Tiger. <laughs> right. But not quite as cheesy. And so he came up with that. And I kind of like it because it makes me think of wrestling music. It definitely like has wrestling a wrestling entrance, vibe. entrance music, you know. Yeah. And also it's easy to cut to because it's just essentially like a, a guitar loop. <laughs> yeah. And so I can fade it in and fade it out at any time and it just doesn't sound any different. But that is, like, I mean, I, I always loved wrestling music and wrestling entries. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I was always fond of that idea that when, as soon as you walked into a room at the wrestling, no matter whether you were scheduled or not, yeah. your theme music played. Well, the great, the great way they use it in the WWE and old WWF too is that it's a great punctuation mark. So if you've got two people in a ring having an argument and then you hear the opening chords of someone saying, you smell! <laughs> yeah. And the crowd goes crazy. It's like a really great punctuation mark. But I like some of the older kind of theme songs too. Like I used to love Real American, Hulk Hogan's original theme music. And when Randy Savage used to come in to, was it Land of... Oh, oh yeah, Land right. Yeah. It, was, it was so good. I uh, was watching uh, the wrestling the other day and, and Vince, uh, Vince McMahon, uh, was making his first appearance for a year to um, say that uh, WrestleMania was heaps better than Super Bowl, <laughs> which I loved. It's kind of weird, like wrestling. It went through that real kind of um, 
comeback, didn't it? In mm. like the early, late nineties, early noughties. Yeah, the when rock. When they had the rock, Mankind. Steve Austin. Steve Austin. And then I guess it's the Kurt Angle. The the interest has shrunk. Booker T. Yeah, I mean that, Kurt Angle was like one of my favourites. Mm. But what do you, is the popularity has gone? Do you think it, it could have another revival? I was saying to you that I thought because of UFC, because that is now kind of like the circus fighting, but it's real violence, you know, yeah. and so. People who are into kind of the, the the sort of danger and blood aspect of it might be going over to UFC because UFC is like one of the fastest growing sports. Yeah, but I don't think it has the. I mean, I doesn't have the storylines. I always I always explain to people that uh, you know when I loved wrestling, the 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 appeal to me was it's it's soap operas for yeah, men. Totally. Like you know, it's just ridiculous plot lines, you know, mm. over and over and over again. And it's, some of, and I still say this, the best editing you've ever seen. When the wrestling cut together a promo, they know how to cut together a fucking promo. Oh, mate. And the way are, they use, like... And there uh, are bands, like, you know... Your, Nickelbacks your Creeds and, and Hoobastanks <laughs> that are, are really, uh, like, living in pretty big houses thanks to wrestling promos. Do you think it'll ever come back, or do you think that it's just gotten... It's, it's too diluted now, and there's too much choice for people? Oh, no, I mean, I, now, because in the last 20 years, they've embraced the idea that, yeah, it's showbiz entertainment. Yeah. Like, it's not real. Like, they used to hold that line of, oh, no, it's real, it's real, until about 20 years ago. Well, they can't now. I mean, uh, with the UFC, mm. like, I mean, because that shit is real. Mm. Do you watch the UFC? I can't I can't watch that because to me... I've watched some of it. I'm not I just into, keep going, someone's going to die. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of I like boxing. Yeah. I, I, I quite like boxing. But UFC is a bit scary because I, I, I don't like submission holds because I think I'm worried, I'm terrified I'm going to see, like, bone split through skin you know submission holds as well I'll get someone like an arm bar or a, yeah. or a leg lock and it's up to the person who's you know in the hold to tap out and I just I can't watch it for the sake of if I saw like a shin bone pop through skin I'd probably die <laughs> I've just like every time I see the UFC all I can think is have you fuckers never watched a B movie like every bad ass fucking scene in every B movie like you know Everything from your sort of your blood sports through to your fucking no you retreat, know. no surrender. Yeah, and like, but even Wolverine and shit like that. Right. It's there's always like a you uh, know underground a fucking underground fucking UFC style two blokes in a cage who are about to kill each other. Yeah, yeah. and it is always the symbol in those movies that society has sunk to the <laughs> lowest it can possibly be. That we have so degraded ourselves that we stand around. It's Thunderdome. Yeah. It's fucking Thunderdome. Yeah. Like it is the worst of humanity. And we've just like gone, oh yeah, no, that's fair enough. I don't think it's that bad. I don't think it's that bad. I mean, it's what it's like now it's like super regulated and there's doctors and stuff. And I also think that humans are evolving to a point now where they're getting fitter and stronger and they need more challenges. And, you know, like, oh, it's not for me necessarily. But I can understand why it's so popular. I mean, people love... like It's like when you watch the ice hockey or, you know, football or whatever and a fight starts out, everyone gets really excited because they want to watch the fight, you know? Oh, don't get me wrong. There's nothing I fucking love more than seeing a fight. But that UFC shit... But it's over so quickly. Yeah, because someone normally is about to fucking die. <laughs> that is why it's over quickly. I prefer the the other uh, wrestling. They, you know, they hit them with a chair. They find a chainsaw under the ring. <laughs> they bury them alive. <laughs> That's they right. drive a semi-trailer <laughs> through, an, through an ambulance. <laughs> I can't stand any of this violence. But give me some cartoon violence. Yeah, I love. No, I agree. Violence. Like I, I like the storylines of wrestling. Look, I'm not. I'm not. Like I said, I'm not a huge UFC fan. The thing about the wrestling that has kind of 
that I that I I just I can't get my head around at the moment is like they've introduced more and more women into wrestling yeah. now, and they have the same body type, which is like they're super fit chicks, you know, really muscular and stuff, but with these gigantic fake tits. Tonks. And when I oh no, sorry, when I watch them wrestling with their big fake boobs, I think that like while you're worried of watching UFC, someone's going to die. I worried I'm going to see an implant burst because huh. they're still doing all the same shit as the guys do. But it must be a mandate. Like Vince McMahon must say, hey, if you want to be like in a female wrestler, you've got to get these big fake tits. And it's like, surely that's dangerous. Like running around with two kind of saline packs sewn into your skin. Like, Or is it just extra padding? Maybe you don't have to get saline no, ones. No, Maybe you can get like special wrestling boobs. I wonder if it's painful to lie. They could be like padding. They could be like, they make them out of rubber or something. <laughs> make, make no, the same. Yeah, bounce back up again. They make the same thing that they make the turnbuckles out of. They just make a breast plant. Bre- bre- yeah. I can't even say it. A breast implant out of a turnbuckle. Yeah, they could, they could definitely And then during the match, you get someone getting their head bashed against the someone's tits. Go, go, gadget, boob. Like, it'd be, they could probably do that. But just for your wrestling career. Have you ever felt a fake boob? Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what do you think? Um, well, um, I don't know. Like, I'm just happy if anyone wants me to touch their Feel boobs. The boob, yeah. Like, I don't I mean, mind it either. I don't really, like, you know, I, it occurred to me the other day that, you know, it, it doesn't really happen that often that somebody says to you, hey, touch my boobs. Yeah. So, like, you know, if somebody's willing to let you have a go. Particularly like, when you get older, you know, there's that theory that, you know, the older you get, you know, like, you know you're old when everybody's attractive. Yeah. And it does it does feel a bit like that, that those things that when you were younger would not have excited you. Yeah. Like now you're like, you know, you. I mean, I got my photo taken when Justin and I went to see the Clippers and the Lakers play. Um, I got my photo taken with the Clippers girls. Yeah. Like, because they posed to get their photos taken with the guys. And I just thought that was hilarious. But there was a part of me that was like suddenly, you know, the dad getting his photo taken with the Clippers girls. Do you come with the car? And it was like that. And they just could not have shown less interest in talking to me. Like, and I wasn't, you know, obviously being trying to be sleazy or anything. I was just like, hey, it's nice to meet you. And they, like, their dead eyes <laughs> were just like, get your fucking photo, mate, and move on so we can do this another million times before the game. Okay, so I'm some crazy German plastic surgeon mm-hmm. and I... Chloroform you and kidnap you, yeah. and you wake up, and I've got you strapped to a surgical table, uh-huh. and I say, "I'm only going to let you out of here one way. Uh-huh. You have to let me implant something somewhere, some part of your body. You need either give you a chest implant, calf implant, shoulder implants, cheek implants, but you're not walking out of here until I implant you somewhere. Uh-huh. What do you ask for? Um, I don't know. Can he add an extra couple of inches downstairs? You really want that? You want a painted plasty? Yeah, if it's, is, he, is he a reputable yeah, doctor? Yeah, he's a reputable doctor. So it's going to work he out? Does, he does kidnap people from car parks <laughs> yeah. and chloroform them and strap them to surgery tables, but yeah. he just loves surgery that much. Yeah. So, so like, he's, like he's the doctor house yes. of yes. You know, plastic surgery. But you can't walk out. You can't decline. You have to get implants somewhere and you have to leave them in there. Yeah, well, I mean, if, as long as it, it feels like it's going to be fine, I'd, 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 I'd happily have a penis extension. Really? Yeah. Of all the things I don't you feel wanted... like I need one now. I'm just saying if someone's offering me some free plastic surgery to have to take something, why wouldn't I just... That's the first place. I mean, I've, I've lived half of my life, right? At least half of my life, probably. Even if I have a good run, I've lived at least half of my life. Why would you risk it, though? And I've had my size cock. Why would you risk it? Might as well just take another one out for a try. You wouldn't get, like, 
pecking plants or calf implants, chicken plants. I think I'd get pecking plants. Really? I'd like to have, well, I've never had a chest. I'm sure I could go to the gym and get one, but hmm. it seems much easier to have been kidnapped by this mad doctor. Right. But wouldn't they just look out of place if the rest of you is not in shape? I don't know. Peck implants? Like, any of those sort of body parts, don't the rest of them have to look good? Because you can't have, like, weedy arms and, like, a beer gut and peck implants my, my ex, or some peck. My ex-girlfriend, his, her little brother, he, um, his girlfriend, she's obsessed with getting a boob job when she was, like, 19. And she's a really pretty girl, very very petite, very mm. cute. But she wanted to get a boob job to help her modelling career. Oh. And she got a boob job, and they were massive. Like, oh. she would have been... Like a, a small girl, petite, like 5'3", and she got like C's or D's, maybe even double D's. They looked fucking yeah. enormous. <laughs> and like, yeah, How was the balance? Well, that was the first thing. Like she, uh, she came out of the surgery and she was like really upset. It took her 10 days and I think she had like immediate buyer's remorse, which is a horrible thing to get buyer's remorse of a boob job. Yeah. But the second thing was the only kinds of guys who were showing interest in her for modelling after she got those tits were like, Strip club owners yeah. and like nudie guys who take like nudie shots and stuff like that. I mean, you can't. No, go you can't. From yeah, well, you can't think of your, you know, who your supermodel with gigantic tits with a giant fake boobs. Uh, unless it's proportional. Like there have been models, you know, like Elle McPherson was busty and Tyra Banks and they're yeah, all but I, they were all naturally busty, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I can't think of some really famous. Aman, Aman has fake boobs. Oh, does she? Yeah, yeah. Because she used to be Aman. <laughs> and then this German plastic surgeon <laughs> had her on the table. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Like, I've never really thought about having plastic surgery. No. Like, I can't... I'm not against it. I would definitely, like, if I felt... If it made me feel better about something, I mean, I've, you know, I'm sure there's going to be a state. I look in the mirror now and I'm perfect, but I'm sure there will be a state. <laughs> yeah, you look in the mirror seconds before you <laughs> smash your face into the mirror because you think it's actually a door. I'm like, who's this guy? He is good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm sure there'll be a stage where I will look at myself and go, God damn it, why are my eyes so baggy or my yeah. forehead so wrinkled? I wouldn't, I'm, it's not the first thing I want to, Gemma talks about getting surgery all the time and I'm not like against that. I, I think it's, I mean, within, within reason, you know. I reckon, my, my thing is, if it made you look better... Go for it. Go for it. Yeah, I think Danny Minogue looked a lot better after her surgery. Mm. I think she got to a point where she looked really good. There's definitely people surgery. who look better after their surgery, but I reckon lots don't. And that's still the thing that would worry me. Well, I think the thing... Like, I'd be just that thing of going... Like, you know, some people, they nail. I reckon, right? I reckon, some people, it's like fantastic. And you wouldn't even know whether they've had surgery or not. Fantastic. Yeah. Good on you. Yeah. And then there's like, you know, Joan Rivers. Yeah. I reckon it's it's almost like tattoos. You know how tattoos are kind of addictive? Like yeah. you get the first one, you're like, fuck it. Why don't I go a bit further? And I think yeah. the surgery would maybe be a bit like that. Yeah. Because once you've done it, then yeah. fuck it. What's to stop you getting something else and something yeah. else? And then I guess you kind of start losing perspective. Yeah. There's a guy I went to high school with who had a nose job, but he didn't tell anyone. He told us all that he just was getting his sinuses fixed or whatever. Yeah. But he had a very Tom Cruise type nose, you know, that kind of very Roman mm-hmm. profile. And then he came out with like a completely different nose and it completely changed his face. Like I, I honestly, every time I've seen him since then, will always take me like a couple of minutes to go, oh fuck, it's you. But he, yeah, it was really, really weird. I don't know. He, the nose is a hard one because I've got like a massive nose and it's crooked. Um, from, you know, getting it broken playing football. And I really hate my nose. Like, and side really? on, it looks, yeah. I would never have think of you as having a big nose. Yeah, like, it looks big on the telly, I reckon. And yeah, in photos, right. sometimes I just look at it and I go, oh, 
look at that horrible thing. Yeah. And so there's part of me that would go, you know... I think your face is weird, but your yeah. nose... Are, no, so the nose kind of fits in. Yeah, yeah. This is the thing that you're missing, Will, is that all of your face looks weird. So people, You're like uh, the weeping woman, Picasso's yeah. weeping woman. It all looks kind of off-kilter, yeah. so the nose kind of fits. Yeah, you got burn as a child, right? <laughs> like, your face is meant to look slightly melted. That's right, man. Um, uh, so I've never really enjoyed my nose. So I, I guess if back in the day, but the nose you can't hide. And it does change your whole face. Yeah. Like, it's like, um, you know, Jennifer Grey, the, the yeah, dancing yeah. girl, who, like, got her nose job done you to try to get more work, it. and she was unrecognisable. Yeah. And it's weird, because that was the one distinct thing, is I yeah. always... Because I actually quite have... I have a thing for big noses. I find them quite attractive. Yeah, well, I know. We used to have a thing for Mrs. Snuffleupagus. I no, know that. No, not your nose. <laughs> no, I do. I quite like... I just... I think yeah. it's very distinctive. I just like... Bill a, Laurie? A big nose, yeah. Now we're talking. <laughs> Why have you named only men? <laughs> You've named one puppet and one man. You couldn't even throw, like, a female with a big nose in there? I just didn't Steffi Graf didn't come to mind? Sarah Silverman. Does she have a big nose? No, uh, just, she's just Jewish. You racist, <laughs> racist prick. I can't believe you went there. I didn't go there. You anti-Semite. I didn't go there. We're in LA. You're making fun of Scientologists and Jews. How long do you think you're going to last in this town? I wasn't. I, I think she might have a big nose. I don't think she does. She's, like, tall. She's gangly. That's all I always think of her as being... Like, see, this is why I didn't name any women, because I couldn't think of any. Because <laughs> I might expose myself as an anti-Semite. <laughs> okay, uh, I've talked enough, and okay. I need to go to bed. So um, we will be back next week. Check out our uh, webpage, tofop.com, our <laughs> Facebook page. And uh, uh, Tofop Quotes on Twitter. If there's a quote from the show that you want to post, the, uh, tag it with, uh, hashtag it with, Tofop quotes yeah. and someone runs a website and she, she puts a whole bunch of the quotes up there. That's oh, a she, is it? Yeah. Oh. And um and 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 she does it. We don't we don't know her. She just started doing it, but it's fun to see the quotes written down and going, "What the fuck were we talking about?" Yeah. Uh, when we said that. Uh, speaking of what the fuck were we talking about? Uh, Walking the Room is a podcast uh, that we really like and that is hilarious. And um, you should listen to that Walking the Room. It's really cool. They've had me on a couple of times, but they are just. Really fucking mental, hilarious, funny guys. I was listening to the latest one today and it just, I was like walking down the street laughing out loud and people were staring at me. It's really fucking funny stuff. So, oh, and I'm on tour. Oh, can I plug that? I'm on tour. Um, this is your podcast. You can do whatever the fuck you want. You don't have to ask my permission. Byron Bay, Adelaide, Brisbane, Melbourne, New Zealand. All the dates are on my website, willanderson.com.au. Okay, so uh, we'll be back next week. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. <laughs> <laughs>